United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Ambassador William B. Taylor joins me now. He's Vice President for Strategic Stability and Security at the U.S. Institute of Peace. He served as U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine from 2006 to 2009. Ambassador, good morning. Welcome back. Julie, thank you. It's great to be here with you. Uh, That was an interesting visit from uh, Zelensky recently. What did you make of it? What do you think he came away with? So he came away knowing that he had delivered the message to the United States and to Americans um, that Ukraine was very appreciative of all the support that uh, Americans, both our Congress and our administration, the American people, very appreciative of all the support that he's been receiving. And he made the case why we should provide more. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, Julie, I thought he made it very well. Um, mm-hmm. We all saw the reception that he got in the in the Congress, um, winning over even some skeptical people uh, who weren't enthusiastic at the beginning of his speech and were standing and applauding at the end of the speech. I thought he did a, a brilliant job making the case for why we should support Ukraine as it defends itself against a Russian attack. Uh, but he also made the case that he that Ukraine is defending Europe and indeed defending the United States and his great line about our assistance is not charity. Um, it's an investment. I mm-hmm. thought he made a, a I made I thought he made a very good case. But looking ahead, uh, that funding for Ukraine could be in a bit of trouble. You know, I'm not sure, Julie. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> at the end of the last Congress, uh, that big appropriation, um, that big bill that went through right at the end with 44, 45 billion dollars worth of assistance for Ukraine, bipartisan support, overwhelming bipartisan support, both the House and the Senate. That is going to go a long way into this year. Mm-hmm. Number one. <clears throat> number two, I am optimistic that the Congress, um, House and Senate will continue to be overwhelmingly supportive of assistance for Ukraine, overwhelmingly supportive of Ukraine in its battle against the Russians. I think this is going to be bipartisan still, even uh, in the new Congress as well as in the old Congress. Uh, Putin used his year-end address to Russia uh, to try to sort of renew support for his limited military action in Ukraine. I wonder how successful he's been. So far, not very successful at all, Julie. As you can see, when he had to abandon his uh, his fiction that mm. this was just special military operation, and he had to call up reserves, he had to go to a draft, and and people fled the country. Russians fled their their country um, in droves. You know, hundreds of thousands of Russians left the country because they don't support this war. They mm-hmm. don't support this war. So I think he's got big problems going into this year. Right. And and when the dust clears on this thing and the war is over, what's Russia going to look like, Ambassador? As you mentioned, he lost all those people. And these were the elites. These were people of education, people of money, people of means. They got out when they could. And uh, and, and, and what's what's going to be left in that country? Uh, It seems like all the tech people left, too. It was just a, a massive exodus. Massive exodus. And you're right, he lost the kinds of people that Russia is going to need going forward to build back their country. Their country is hammered by the 
by these sanctions, their economy is gradually declining and will continue to decline with, as you say, the lack of these qualified people and the sanctions um, that are going to stay on Russia as long mm-hmm. as they as 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 the Russians continue to to threaten the Ukrainians. So I, I think the Russian Russian forecast, the Russian prospects um, are not good. No, I mean, perhaps their days as, you know, a reigning world power could be limited after this. Probably President Putin has trouble in his future when when Russian leaders lose, as he is losing now, and I predict will lose uh, this next year. Uh, when Russian leaders lose, they don't stay in power very long. So no. he his days may, may be numbered. Now, we are hearing about some other pressures on Ukraine. There was this really interesting reporting over the weekend about the limits of patience in surrounding countries in Europe for refugees from Ukraine. They're, they're starting to feel done with that. So the, the neighbors, in particular, the European neighbors of Ukraine, um, have been amazingly supportive, welcoming to refugees coming from Ukraine. Amazing. I mean, millions have come into Poland. Millions have come into Eastern Europe. Uh, and I, I, I went through um, Poland uh, on my way to Kiev uh, uh, in September um, and no refugee camps, Julie. Um, millions of of uh, Ukrainian refugees in that country. No refugee. Why? Wow. Because they're all in homes. Mm-hmm. They're all in they're all in Polish homes and they're going to Polish schools and hospitals and getting jobs. So they've been you're, you're right. They've been amazingly welcoming. It can't go on forever. That's clear. But so far, so far, um, the the Europeans have continued to be welcoming to the Ukrainians. And Ambassador, what can you tell us about day to day life in Ukraine from what you've been able to see? So I was there in September, but I also stay very close in touch with friends of mine um, that I've uh, made it, seen all the time since uh, 2006. And, and I was on the phone. I was texting back and forth with a friend of mine two nights ago. She was telling me how she had, uh, uh, had been talking to her children and her grandchildren about, I was asking her, what do you say to kids about, about this war? Mm-hmm. And she said, she said, you know, you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't believe how patriotic our kids are. The kids are as determined to win as their parents are, as you would expect. I mean, your kids and parents, you know, they, they feed off each other but uh, and they learn from each other, but the Ukrainians are so determined and every attack, every missile attack, um, every attack on infrastructure, every time their energy goes out, which it did, by the way, while I was texting back and forth with her. Wow. Um, every time that happens, they're more determined, more angry, Um, than ever against the Russians. Um, And so they're going to win, Julie. They're going to win. Wow. Ambassador William B. Taylor, Vice President for Strategic Stability and Security at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Julie. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.